0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network, where I, your host Ted Weston, along with my crew, OG Will, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, Ref Amy Veronica, the Temptress Witch Ivy, the executive Nelio Cuomo Costa, the presenter of The Key, Kevin Key, and the cuz, Cousin Mike, bring you the best content in wrestling podcasting. It's the indies, it's the pros, it's anywhere you go. Let's jump right into Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm your host, Ted Weston. I am here with the new math of the South, the heat seeker himself, Tyler Peters to my left. And I've got the one, the only, the controversial one, the cuz, right here with us tonight as well. We are here to talk about all things professional wrestling. But before we do, remember to head over to whatamaneuver.net. Grab yourself some merch. Whatamaneuver.net. You can get a lovely shirt with our faces on it. It'd be fantastic. Do what you've got to do. Get an Ivy Fan shirt. Get yourself an OG shirt. Uh, You know, we we really want you to go over there and grab these shirts. They help us defer our costs for WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia in 2023. Actually, 2024. (laughs) Um, uh, so please, please, please help us out with that. Do whatever you can. Please listen across all of your podcast platforms. Apple, Google, uh, podcast, uh, what is it, Castbox, uh uh, Amazon Prime, all, all those places that you can find podcasts where you can find our show. Every time you listen, we get a little something, something. And every time you do that, it helps us actually. We've already paid for one night's parking for WrestleMania uh with that money. So thank you so much for that, guys. We really appreciate that. Uh, Please keep that up while you're going shopping. Go to ccwrestlingfl.com slash events. Get your tickets for all your coastal championship wrestling needs. And uh, make sure that you use promo code Amy, A-M-Y, to get 10% off at checkout. Make sure you donate to Bryce. Make sure you listen on Sportswire. Make sure that you're watching it on Roku. And uh, please make sure to follow us across all social media platforms at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T man oh man that promo bit keeps getting longer and longer and longer it's uh it's like pinocchio's nose or uh a really bad porno all right here we go so let's uh let's talk shop a little bit gentlemen we're gonna talk uh about aew right uh mike you you had brought up to us a couple of times in the chat about the fact that the the pillars aren't haven't exactly been focused on as the pillars in AEW um, in in the past couple of months. Um, uh, certainly not what we saw to those first two years of uh, of TV time. And then, you know, we kind of had like a second crop of pillars almost appear um, in, I within agree. AEW. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you could argue that there've been three for sure. Um, and so I, I know you have like a, a specific, thought process for all that so why don't you lay it down for the audience for us
1: so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna break down the three generations of pillars Mm -hmm. and after i go through each generation we're gonna talk about where we feel like they're at Mm -hmm. and you know if any of them could have a little bit of a better situation going on they could be bumped up uh one of the things that i looked at too was a lot of these guys that are pillars or what I consider pillars are guys that weren't really made guys from other promotions. So you're not going to see Daniel Bryan on this list. You're not going to see like Adam Cole, anybody that's been like a big mainline guy for either WWE, TNA. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see these guys on this list. That's fair. But that's uh, fair. I want to start with uh, Generation One. And Generation 1 for me was MJF, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Hangman Page, Britt Baker. I almost wanted to involve Orange Cassidy in the Gen 1 pillars, but I don't feel like they started getting 100% behind him until they saw that the fans were behind him. Mm. And I don't put him in this generation.
0: Okay. All right. So what's Generation 2 look like?
1: Generation 2 is Wardlow, Sammy Guevara. At one point, I had Scorpio Sky on the list, but it seems like they've kind of, like, tempered and, like, really fallen back on him. Mm. And I had Orange Cassidy in Generation 2. Okay. Second year, of that's when, like, he started getting, like, main event matches and getting, like, bigger feuds and everything like that. And I think they realized what they had. Okay. And then... Generation three, which is the current generation right now. Uh Wheeler Yuta. I don't know if I'm Yuda. pronouncing that the right way. Yuta. Yuta. Hook. Swerve. And Eddie Kingston.
0: Mm. Now so earlier you said you know you weren't gonna see people that that had been big in other companies. I mean Swerve did have a North American Championship run in NXT. I don't
1: um, see so, anything other than developmental.
0: Yeah, and that's but that's where I think some of our fans might disagree with you. So if you disagree with that assessment of Swerve, let us know in the comments. Do it respectfully, but let us know in the comments. We're always there to hear uh what you guys have got to say. Um I, I mean I think that those lists are pretty fair. I think that um I think that in there at some point you have to at some point you have to think that Brody Lee is in that is on that list. Um, when yeah. they announced him as the, the exalted one, you know, and, and, you know, he, he never really rose to much of anything in WWE outside the Wyatt family. He had that IC title run that that did nothing for him, you know? Um, and so I, I would almost consider him in that G2. I would have.
1: I would have, but he still made the top 100 for WWE with PWI. And that's what kept me from doing that.
0: Okay. That's a, that's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about, um, the focus on these guys. I think that, that these pillars have all been focused on in the time frames that you're kind of talking about them being there for sure. Um, I think that we've seen shifts away, obviously. Um, And, and there's, there's the mindset of, and this is what a lot of modern wrestling fans just don't get. Uh, You can't push everyone all the time, right? Not everybody, not everybody can be a pillar. Not everybody can be a champion. Not everybody can be getting all the TV time all the time, because if you did that, you would have, you know, sporadic shows that nobody wants to watch. You know, um, you you have to let people develop and get time. Uh, I think it's really interesting that you didn't include Haka- Hikaru Shida in that list. Um, you know, she was she was a really long reigning AEW Women's Champion who went out there and really was focused on. Um, you know, and was and was put with the workers, workers that they had available to them. For instance, Sheeta was the one that wrestled Christy Jades. Yeah. So speak speak to that a little bit. Why didn't you include Sheeta?
1: Just not too familiar with her. As much as they had her as champion, she didn't really stand out to me.
0: Okay. All right. She that's never
1: seemed. Even with the belt, she never seemed like the main focus of the women's division. That's why Britt Baker made the list because she literally stood out year one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And she's been that one pretty much her, her entire run, uh, with AEW. I mean, I think Chris Statlander would have been a pillar and would have been a focus if she would wouldn't be hurt, you know? But she's just gotten hurt so many times um uh, yeah, in the short span. A star. You know, but she has that star potential for sure. All right. Well, let's talk about who we think should be the uh the next pillars. Who's the G four pillars in AEW here? Um because this is your this is your topic, you know, give give us your first name. Who do you think should be who do you think should be one of these pillars, man?
1: I just discovered them over the past like couple of weeks. But uh I think if they actually Look like a serious take on him, and gave him like a haircut. Nick Camerata.
0: Hmm.
1: He reminds me a lot of Doctor Death.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And
0: he's I'm got surprised. he's got the look.
2: Yeah, it's a good comparison.
0: He's got the look. You know that's a that's a good one. That's a I good one. Be
1: surprised if like. If God forbid he's only on like a one year deal or something like that, WWE would like snag him up in a heartbeat.
0: Right. Right. Okay. I think that one makes sense. And obviously, whoever we're picking can't have already been on your list, right? Yes. This has to be a new person. Okay. Tyler, give me someone in AEW that you think should be one of the next pillars.
2: I think it's a shame that Powerhouse Hobbs has not been booked uh, better.
0: To mm. me, that, that's a
2: guy that's kind of homegrown if you think about AW.
0: Oh no. Oh no. We've got a Tyler ticker. Of I course. Feel
1: like just... the next time something like that happens, we should work in like a sound bite of like a
0: heartbeat. <laughs> well, listen, while Tyler is ticking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk for a second here. Um, I think obviously the obvious answer here is Satnam Singh. Uh, I think that he is uh, he is the number one guy that that should be pushed. Satnam Singh. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, it can't be Satnam Singh. Oh, we lost Tyler, and it looks like maybe he's coming back. Hopefully, he's back. Um, I mean, I think that there's this 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 guy that has just been putting on like these huge spots on the big shows for AEW that you know, that definitely needs to uh get some recognition on his name because I don't think it's been there before. Um and 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 his name is Sting. I don't know if um if you guys have heard of that guy. Yeah, yeah, but, it sounds uh, familiar. Yeah. But he, he could he could definitely be a pillar. All right. Um you know, there's that guy. Uh I, I think that there's there's also uh there's also this guy um Great worker, great worker. Uh absolutely should be a focus on camera every week on TV. Um he's, I
1: think you're gonna say I'm gonna reach through the screen. He's
0: really dependable, okay? And he, he's 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 uh always there, no matter what. He can handle anything you throw at him and you never have to worry about his level of professionalism. Uh Jeff Hardy. I think he should be a. Uh, I think he should be the the next pillar of, of of AEW for sure. Kevin
1: Key is going to be sitting here watching this, screaming. It's Goldberg. It's obviously <laughs> yeah, Goldberg. it's got to be Goldberg <laughs> in any company. It doesn't matter. Well,
0: listen. Yeah. You know, you you have you have you also have guys on the roster that are willing to do whatever it takes to get TV time. I mean, you have this guy, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with this guy, but this guy dressed in drag. Um, you know, for his entire run in another company based out of Connecticut, um, you know, where he wore this great big long blonde wig for his entrance every day. Dustin Rhodes. I mean, that guy could be a pillar. That guy could be a pillar. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying, Hey, could. um, so, cause I I know you want me to take this seriously, I know, but I I no, have no, to no.
1: I'm I'm totally with it. Cause I was gonna say <laughs> I,
0: I was gonna say the pizza man, the, the new
2: guy. Yes! That, that's the pillar. Uh, he was gonna do dough and pepperoni, and that you yes! know I, I can see a DDT through a pizza pie. Nick Gage, uh, the next uh, death match, book it. Come on, get the pizza cutter. Uh, Domino's gets mad. All right, yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna be serious. I'm
0: excuse perfect, me. Perfect, perfect.
1: Out of the out of the pillars that I listed, though. Uh huh. Which one do you think they've dropped the ball the most with?
0: Oh, um, Scorpio Sky, for Mm -hmm. sure. I think they've dropped the ball with him. Uh, I have to go through all your lists in my head again now, though. That's a problem.
1: MJF, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Hangman Page, Britt Baker, Orange Cassidy, Wardlow, Sammy Guevara. And like I said, I had Scorpio Sky at first. I didn't have him on the list.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Wheeler, Yuta. Yuta,
0: Yuda, Yuda.
1: Hook, swerve, or Eddie Kingston.
0: I mean, I think they've done just pretty much every anything they can do with Eddie Kingston at this point. Um. Hmm. Hmm.
1: And are we at the point where we have to start adding like former WWE guys? As
2: I mean, you could. That's. Uh... I, All I right. Think, yeah. Go ahead. go ahead,
0: Tyler. No, say no, say what I, you got.
2: I think they've uh, you know dropped the ball on a lot of people. I mean, I'm not saying they haven't built them up, but I, I think we've saw you know how crazy it can be on TV just from watching Dynamite and Rampage. So, that's really a, a great question. I'd have to really uh, ponder on it and see because there's a lot of those names you mentioned. I would go back to Team Tass. You know, speaking of Powerhouse Hobbs, I think that was uh, getting some momentum and. You know, they kind of dropped the ball, like you were saying with Hook, that whole deal. They had all the stars and just couldn't seem to, you know, find the right kind of uh, planning strategy for them. So that's another example.
0: I think the person they probably they probably dropped the ball the most with is actually Swerve. You know, he he has potential to have such a great singles run and he still might, you know, they might they might have the blow off feud between him and uh, him and Keith Lee. And it might be a thing. But Swerve, uh, I think they've ultimately they've failed him so far
1: you know when they brought him in i kind of couldn't understand it because if you're going to bring one in why not bring all you know what mm-hmm. i mean and it just it really didn't make sense to me and then when they put him with Keith Lee like i was like this is some like you know SmackDown 2007 created stable shit right here. Why don't we take all the the guys and put them together that you know mm-hmm. worked in the NXT? But then, like, from what I gather, like, if anything, isn't Lee hasn't Lee been helping him get more tightened up in the ring and everything?
2: Um, I, he might have. I, I don't know.
0: I, I don't really see it that way personally, but that's not to say that it's not there. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to give you a, a serious answer about who I think should be one of the next pillars, it's going to be Ricky Starks. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky Starks. Starks. Ricky Starks. Even when he was in in NWA and on NWA Power, I remember texting Tyler and Jolton Joe because that's back when we had Jolt, the Jolton Joe Wrestling Radio Show on. Um, I remember texting Tyler and Jolton Joe and saying, "Man." Ricky Starks is like a young Rocky Mayavia. This guy's got it. And I still believe that. I still believe that right now that, that he has got it. And if he can if he can flip that switch and get to that higher gear when he comes back off this injury, he could be the guy.
2: No, I, I'm I'm with you. I think Ricky Starks, you just said it has charisma. And yeah, I mean Ted would always uh you know, message me and Joe, and when we'd watch him on NWA Power, I mean, you could see it, man. And wasn't he one of the ones the Undertaker was talking with in one of the documentaries? I, I believe he was Ricky Starks, and mm. uh, you know, it it, it was kind of neat to see him in that setting, listening to a veteran like the Undertaker. But you know, you're right, The Rock, right. that's a a nice comparison because he does have a lot of those same ingredients, the promo skills, the work rate. And that's another one, man. If they just push him correctly, I think that's one thing NWA had on AW is they knew how to kind of, uh, fit him into their system. Ricky Starks, whether fair or not.
1: Yeah. And, and like Starks was one of the guys that I thought about picking for my pick, but, um, I figured one of you guys would have snagged him up. Yeah. It's like glaringly obvious. Right. Um, Man, like, I know Wardlow is, like, getting pushed and everything like that, but, like, it would be nice to see that TNT title bounce around a little bit more.
0: Well, I feel like, especially with everything that's happened with the world title, they almost have to keep that being consistent right now. Like, it almost has, you know what I mean? Like, it almost has to be, because that has to be your baseline right now.
1: Yeah, and, like, Um, when we were talking earlier in the week, like, that's why, like, I kind of wish that, like, they'd give him a feud with somebody like Brian Danielson just to like um, get him in the ring with somebody good that can like teach.
0: Let him so show off can, a little him. bit and, and make him shine a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And Danielson
2: works well with bigger guys too. I mean, when you're that good, you can with any style. So I, I agree.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, let's shift gears here for a second and talk about the women's division. Okay. Um, AEW has gone out of their way to sign a whole bunch of women. Right. Um, and some of these women like that are on their roster page. I'm looking at their roster page right now. Some of these women haven't been seen in months. Um, some of them I actually know for a fact aren't with the company anymore. Um, but they're still adding people. So it's funny that they aren't taking people away when they're not with the company anymore. Makes their roster <laughs> Shush. uh makes their roster, excuse me, guys uh look a lot larger than than it actually is if you uh if you go there but you've got abaddon you've got anna J, uh you've got athena you've got Britt baker you've got the bunny um you've got hikaru shida uh emmy sakara i i don't think that i've seen her in a bit but she has been wrestling in 2022 so it is what it is that's okay um Jade Cargill, obviously, Jamie Hayter, uh, Chris Statlander, uh, Leva Bates, barely wrestled in 2022 so far. It's, it's going to be October soon, right? Uh, Layla Hirsch, Madison Rain, um, Mercedes Martinez, Nyla Rose, Riho, Ruby Soho, Soraya, Serena Deeb, Tay Mello, um, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm, Yuka Sakazaki right um yeah if we were going to pick a pillar of the women's division i think up to this point i think we can all agree that it's been britt baker um she has been the one to carry that division over and through i think that jade Cardgill is on her way to doing so um she's obviously proving herself to be more than just a greenhorn over the course of this last uh this last year for sure uh AEW certainly sees something in her with her being 37 and 0 you know yeah they're
2: they're building something for
0: um so i think that that's i think that that's a good thing right uh but if you had to pick someone not jade cardgill not Britt baker to be the next pillar of that women's division that's there you know that's there that's available to them right now who are, you, who are you picking?
2: That, that's a tough one because the, the way they utilize their women's division. Uh, I right. would, Yeah, go ahead.
1: So, sorry, I didn't mean to jump over your time. No,
2: there. you're fine. No, you're fine.
1: With the women's division the way that it is, I would say the next pillar, and, like, I'm a little bit more forgiving on the women's side of the division than I am the men's. Just because of like, you know, like they have like a bunch of talent, but they don't have top tier talent. Mm. Um, I would have said Thunder Rosa. But they've already pushed her. She's already established as like a main event person. Mm-hmm. Um, even though she was with WWE, I'm probably just going to go with Soraya.
0: Yeah, I worry I about her. Mm hmm. I think
1: that she's been cleared for a while and WWE just didn't have a spot for her because, I mean, I talked about this with you guys through the chat. I think that in terms of WWE style, what they want in the ring, she's like two generations back.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, there's that. There is that. I think, um, well, Tyler, who who do you have?
2: Well... I was going to say Jamie Hayter, but, of course, she's aligned with Britt Baker. So I was mm-hmm. trying to think outside the box a little bit. But that that was someone who I saw definitely has the talent. Uh, May have to sharpen her skills. That's the thing. I, I think you, you have a Serena Diva, Sarai, you know, a Britt Baker, and a Thunder Rosa so you can help that women's division, a Tony Storm. I was just – I'm like you guys. I'm trying to look down the roster, try to do a little bit of prep beforehand to see of all the people. And you listed so many women, Ted, that – we've not seen in so long. I don't know a lot, maybe due to injury or they're just mm-hmm. not having enough TV time. Maybe a lot's on the dark programming, but I'm thinking, man, it, that's why Tony Khan is in such a dire situation. Sometimes it's because he's got almost so much talent and making so much uh, of these agreements with Japan that, I mean, you kind of dilute your roster. I I think even with Ring of Honor, I I think that's really the complexion I'm witnessing now. I I don't Mm. know if you guys agree or if you're seeing any of that similar, but that's what makes it hard to even summarize maybe one uh, star women's wrestler that could stand out right now. That's why I kind of go to Jamie Hayter, somebody that I'm seeing with a Britt Baker, because it's helping her, I think, polishing her. So that's somebody.
1: The only issue with the roster is that the moment that they start making cuts, mm-hmm. the moment that the moment that they start making cuts is the moment that you realize that when you're booking like wrestling shows and everything like that, having like a hundred people isn't really a lot of people in terms of like having like consistent booking and everything like that, and where you want to
0: right. go. Right. Right. So,
1: but my but I my follow.
0: But, but when you talk about this women's division, though, the counterpoint to that is you don't need, let's see, there's four and then you got four across here. Sorry, I'm just going by doing basic math here. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So four by seven, right? You're talking it's about you have, tw- you have 28 women on this roster, right? And you see regularly on TV, regularly, one two. Three, Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa, Tay Mello. You see them regularly. Okay. You see Ruby Soho when she's when she's not hurt, right? There's four. Um, you see Red Velvet and Jade Cardgill, five, you know, five six. Jamie Hayter and Rebel seven eight. Uh Britt Baker, that's nine. Athena, that's ten. Anna J, that's 11. You see 11 of them regularly on TV and you know, and the majority of their matches, except for Britt Baker, are on Dark.
1: Okay. So eleven's pretty damn good for a women's division. Right, but they aren't always
0: of, wrestling in a women's division.
1: I think the reason why a lot of people are a little bit jaded about it is because a lot of people consider shows like NXT to be not dark. They consider it to be like a top tier show. When in reality, it's developmental. No matter how you slice it, it's developmental. Just like dark is their developmental program.
0: It is. But but what I'm also saying to you, though, is like, we will see Britt Baker on TV almost weekly, right? Not as much these last couple of... uh of months she's been kind of in and out in and out right but
1: i get what you but, mean but what i'm saying but, is, is like how many of those guys that or how many of those girls there are coaches or doing stuff behind scenes
0: i'm not interested in that right this second because they that doesn't make them a pillar on television and that's what this conversation is about okay so what i'm trying to say though is that the only reason that you see jamie hater and rebel on TV as often as you do is because they are with Britt Baker. It's not, and they aren't wrestling their own stuff. They're coming out and being in her corner and being, you know, being managers for her, even though they're supposed to be in ring workers. So I feel like there's a, even though we're seeing 11 of these people on television weekly, which is great, you know, that's fine that, yeah. you know, that we're seeing them all in some way, shape, or form, whether it's a promo or a match or whatever, you know. We're not seeing them all wrestle we're getting one women's match, maybe two women's matches a week on dynamite and maybe and then one usually on rampage that,
1: and that hurts them yeah that it it hurts but also we don't know the numbers of when those matches are going on
0: well you can only develop people by putting them on TV it's it's the catch 22 of wrestling. You can no, only I develop them by putting them out there, but if you don't and and if you only put them out there for 13 minutes in a 2-hour show to work, then they don't get over. It's not possible for everybody to get over, you know? I get that. You can you can get everybody over without pushing everybody.
2: True. Yeah, these are good points. Hey, good
0: dialogue. So because who would you? Did you? Did, I'm sorry. Did you say who you thought would be the next? You did. You said it would be Soraya, right? Yeah. Um, Tyler, you said Jamie Hader. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, Tay Mello has improved greatly over these last three years. I don't think she's. Main event women's division worthy yet. Okay. But what I do think. Is that she is over enough. To be the next women's pillar. She's got the heat. To be the next women's pillar. And if she can. Continue to improve her work rate in the ring. Then a year from now. I could see her holding the AEW Women's Championship, not the TBS. I think she could hold the TBS, you know, in two, three months. I don't think she'll be the one to beat Jade Cardgill. I think someone else would beat her and then it would get hot potato to her. But, But I think that she could be holding TBS in the next three to five months. And then a year from now, if she continues to develop the way she has been, she could be AEW Women's Champion in a year. Because she has the heat, the whole bit with with Sammy. You know they. You know Sammy broke up with his fiance because he fell in love with her. That the, all that break of kayfabe and them making that that shoot into a work and throwing it in the fans' faces when they were when they were hating on the two of them on Twitter and on Instagram, and the way that they worked that over, it got her over to the moon and back, and she has it now. She has it in her grasp. You know, yeah, so I totally think yeah. I totally think that um, that she could be the next pillar of the women's division. OK, but with all that being said, guys, we've got to we've got to pull this episode to a close. This has been a really interesting conversation. I appreciate because uh, you bring in this this topic to us for tonight. Um, thank you very much for uh, for the conversation, gentlemen, to our fans that are watching or listening. Let us know your thoughts, okay? If you're listening on a a podcast platform, if you're listening on Sportswire, if you're watching on Roku, hit us up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Rewind Podcast, W-R-E-W-I-N-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you hit us up in the comments below. Let us know your thoughts about everything going on. And uh, make sure you smash that like button, like, comment, share, subscribe. Go get your tickets for CCW. Go buy yourself some merch. And uh, fans, we will catch you guys next time here on Rewind Wrestling Radio.